Well, welcome to the Friday LifePoint Drivecast. My name is Corey, and I serve as the teaching pastor for our Plain City campus. Thanks for taking some time to join us today and listen. On Sunday, we wrapped up our Now Playing series where we've been looking at how faith and film collide. And our last movie of this series was Spider-Man No Way Home. In this latest movie, Spider-Man is in trouble, and Spider-Man's true identity as Peter Parker has been revealed to the world, which puts all of Peter's family and friends at risk. Peter seeks the help of Doctor Strange to cast a spell that would cause the world to forget his true identity. In the midst of casting the spell, Peter has second thoughts, causing the spell to go wrong. This results in Peter's identity being revealed in alternate universes. Because of this, villains from the other universes are now coming after him, and Spider-Man has to capture them and send them back to their own universe. However, Spider-Man realizes that the villains will die if he sends them back. This is the key to the whole movie, that Spider-Man spends the rest of his time, the rest of the movie, trying to save his enemies while they're trying to kill him. The theme of the movie is that Peter Parker, Spider-Man, seeks to save his enemies. And this is where the story of Spider-Man points to the greater story of, of Christ. And so on Sunday, we looked at the, the beginning of Romans chapter 5, seeing what Jesus has done for us. And in the first five verses of Romans chapter 5, we saw that because of Jesus, we've been made right with God, that we have peace with God, that we've been brought to a place of privilege before God, that we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing in God's glory, that we experience God's love for us all because of Jesus. And in these first five verses of chapter 5, the Apostle Paul gives us where we are now thanks to Jesus. But part of truly appreciating what Jesus has done and where we are, thanks to him, comes with a clear understanding of where we were and who we were before Jesus. So Paul goes on and he reminds us in verses 6 through 10 that we were weak, we were ungodly, we were unrighteous, we were not good, we were sinners, as he says in verse 8, and we were enemies, as he says in verse 10. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like to think of myself that way. I don't think we like to think of ourselves this way. But Paul says, thanks to sin, this is how we're born. This is how we are outside of Jesus. And here's where the movie and the gospel story collide. In Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man does the unthinkable, like we said. Instead of trying to destroy his enemies who were trying to kill him, he tries to save them. And the reality of the gospel is that Jesus spent his life trying to save his enemies from sin while they ultimately killed him for it. And in light of what Jesus has done for us, all of us who were once his enemy, he loved us, he gave his life for us, and he saved us, well, all of that now propels us forward in what we're to do for others. If we were to go one book over to the right, I love what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 22. He says, Even though I'm a free man with no master, I've become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. That when I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. And when I was with those who followed the Jewish law, I too lived under the law. Even though I'm not subject to the law, I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. Verse 21, he says, when I'm with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from that law so I can bring 
them to Christ. He says, I don't ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. In verse 22, he finishes up by saying, when I am with those who are weak, I share in their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. Now, just to be clear here, Paul did not change his doctrine. Paul did not change the gospel message. He did not enter into sin to appeal or to reach different groups. The mission of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ would never change for Paul, but he would change his approach and he would change his method. Paul consistently pursued one goal that he shares six times in these four verses. And it's to see people come to Christ. It's to see people saved, to tell them what Jesus had, had done for them. Paul, just like Jesus, was trying to reach sinners, was trying to reach enemies of God. So this is kind of where I'll leave us today. How are these verses in 1 Corinthians shaking out in your life? What's our one goal? What's the one thing we're pursuing? What would it look like for us to begin to look at our sphere of influence around us and say, hey, I won't compromise God's word, God's mission, or the gospel, but I will try to find common ground with everyone doing everything I can to save some. Because I know what Jesus has done for me. I know where I was and I know now where I am thanks to Jesus. And now I want to reach others to let them know what Jesus has done for them. So I'm going to pray in just a moment, and I'd encourage all of us to just take a, a few minutes to maybe reflect and, and ask God to bring someone to mind that maybe he wants us to reach, that only we can reach, someone that, that doesn't know Christ, that you can let them know maybe your story, where you were and where you are now, thanks to Jesus. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, may we never forget what you've done for us. May we never forget who we were and where we were outside of Jesus. And Jesus, thank you for loving us when we were sinners, for reconciling us to God while we were enemies. Help us to put into practice what Paul modeled here. Help us to reach those around us. And may we always be about the mission, but not afraid to change up our method in order to reach people for Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.